This is the Bride Chilla Podcast. It used to be called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Same host, better jokes, new name. Enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Friday Quickie. Listen to me, I sound like I'm on the Home Shopping Network. It's Alicia here, the host of this shindig, back in my own home with my good microphone where I can lean in and talk like this. I, look, we had a lovely time in Francais. If you heard yesterday's episode, we recorded it. We as in my husband Richard and I, the sometimes co-host of this show, in a hotel a very nice hotel while we were sort of quote unquote stranded in France after an airline fucked us over. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the episode where I complain a little bit. No, look, I want to actually talk today to start off this Friday quickie, just mentioning the power of a complaint letter. Now, now I'm going to sound like a really crusty, annoying person, but I get a kick out of writing a well-worded, calm complaint letter and I'm going to be writing one of those to this airline and they will not give a shit about what I have to say but I will feel better including the complaint letter with my receipts that they are going to reimburse. I get so many voice messages about vendors not doing their jobs or people being rude and I actually think that by sitting down and making the time to write a well-worded testimonial almost to a company or individual who is shitting you off or not doing what you expect them to do. And this is not being diva. This is just being saying, I have asked you to do something or I'm paying you to do something. You're not fulfilling that. Or my expectations were very underwhelmingly met. That sounds wrong. But the idea is to say, listen, I think this may help your business if I can tell you why this didn't work. I think people go wrong with complaint letters and complaining because they become complete assholes and people take offense to that because they're just being rude. For example, when we were in the uh, airline line waiting to try and move our flights or give us some sort of resolution to getting back to the motherland of England where we live, the French people, there were quite a few Frenchies in the line who were just yelling. Now, it was amazing and exciting even though I didn't understand a word of what they were saying. And it was explosive and dramatic. But that guy who was screaming at the woman behind the glass partition got nothing. And he walked away saying, Merde, which is shit in French. I did understand that. And uh, I think that wasn't the best way to deal with it. Whereas Rich and I had done our research and we stepped up to the counter and we said, listen, we know there is a flight leaving in two days' time from this other airport, if we make our way to the other airport, will you give us a ticket on this flight? And the guy was like, yes, let's do it. And I think that was a much better way to handle ourselves. I'm sure there were people in the line who handled themselves better than us, but with a smile and a bit of niceness, we got what we wanted. So I wanted to say today, and I think this is very appropriate for a podcast called Bride Chiller. It's all about being chill. It's about being respectful, but getting what you want. Because I think a bride chiller is someone that knows what they want, and a groom chiller, and a mate chiller, and a people chiller. Is someone that knows what they want and is sensible in the, in the fact that they can communicate clearly and uh, be calm, but also be forceful in making their point. So it's the opposite, obviously, of of a bridezilla who just loses their shit and is very unpleasant to be around and is someone that no one wants to help because they're a jerk. 
So I just thought it would be nice to say that even though you might have gripes and things aren't going your way sometimes, especially when you're dealing with so much money and you are doing lots of financial arrangements and sometimes you're dealing with smaller vendors who aren't as experienced in the art of helping customers out. And you're going to be hearing in a couple of weeks, I've got an episode uh, called, well, I've titled it Dress Mess. And I am speaking to three people who have had very negative experiences. And I'm not doing this to be a Debbie Downer. I just want to be empowering you with, with knowledge, with experience of others to learn perhaps not what to do and also the warning signs of looking for people that aren't necessarily great to be dealing with and handing over a lot of your money to. And interestingly enough, three of the, uh, well, I've got three people I'm talking to and all three of the vendors they've been dealing with have been small businesses and I'm such a big supporter of a small business. I'm a small business. I'm sure you know lots of people in small business, but I don't think small businesses should have any different dealings than the big airline I was just having my gripes with when dealing with customer service and complaints and testimonials and uh, trying to resolve issues. So I'm really looking forward to bringing you that episode because there are three very different stories and experiences based around not necessarily getting what you want. But I think there's lots of other messages to learn there about how to communicate and also to trust your instincts when you are dealing with a vendor that doesn't feel quite right. And I don't want to get all Oprah on you, although who is complaining about getting Oprah on you? I miss her so much from our regular daily TV shows. The idea that if you get a weird feeling from someone or something, we should really trust that feeling. And sometimes when you're doing business with someone, you go, I just don't know if you're going to do what you say. You don't seem that legit. Even though you've got shiny things and a nice office, I'm sus on you. And I think we need to often tap into those instincts and go, okay, maybe I won't be signing that check. I don't know if anyone still signs checks. Maybe I won't be swiping my card today. Or maybe I need to just go away and have a little rain check and come back tomorrow. And if I still feel that way, I won't be doing business with you. So I suppose I've made two points here. As it's always pointed out, I I like to go on a little rant, a little ramble, and sometimes I don't always get back to the beginning, but I will today. I will, because I'm going to be professional. The first thing is, if you're going to make a complaint, do it nicely, do it forcefully, think about things, and sort of like you do in relationships, which what you should do in relationships sometimes is not just spurt it all out, not to say everything you want to say, is to write the email, is to or, or think or write dot points if you're going to make a phone call. Have a little calm, deep breath. Don't go crazy. Don't lose your marbles. Because I feel like in an argument or a complaining situation, it's much better to go in armed with sensible, big words that make people feel a little bit panicked. And sounds like you know what you're saying rather than just losing your mind and sounding like a bit of a crazy person. And then also, if you do get those sort of instincts that someone's not doing business correctly or you feel a little sussed out by them, take a break. Take a chill come back tomorrow, suss it out. I think they were two very concise and uh, meaningful points that I've made there, sort of by accident, but I'm quite happy we talked about it. We is in I to you. I just wanted to say a big thank you, and it feels weird because I want to know the market research behind this, but I've had a bit of a a surge in people purchasing the that's not going to work for me t-shirts. This is one of my favorite sayings, 
And if you've heard the podcast over a period of months, you probably would have heard me talk about this, my favorite phrase for solving problems, which I thought this is a nice tie into what I was just talking about, that if someone says something that you don't agree with, and sometimes it can be quite uncomfortable to say, I don't want to do that, that if you say, yeah, that's not going to work for me. It's a really forceful but polite way to say no, that doesn't give you an out or doesn't give someone else an in to then help you change your mind. That's not going to work for me. And I put it on a t-shirt and for some reason, and I want to say because it's marvelous and it is, I've been selling lots of these t-shirts lately and I think they're really fun and uh, I'm happy you're purchasing them and I'm happy that you will wear them and people will look at them and hopefully smile, but also learn a really good phrase that we should all use a little bit more often when we're perhaps scared to say no, that's not going to work for me. Okay. And you can say it nicely to, oh, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. Um, that is not going to work for me. There you go. That's my four different ways of saying it. These pretzels are making me thirsty. First voice message comes from Aaron, who is engaged to Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. Alicia, I've written to you before, but I wanted to update you on some of our progress. We've started customizing our wedding based on traditions that we love or hate. Uh, we've explored all these different options, and the things that you've said on your podcast really, really inspired us. Um, so it's been a difficult process. We got engaged around February this year and we've been trying to figure out how to include some of these traditions as well as get rid of them because I lost my dad recently about six months ago and then I lost my mom about 10 years ago. So it'll be difficult and emotional and we want to make sure that it stays a happy, beautiful day without getting super morbid. We've decided on a non-religious ceremony due to neither of us being very religious. And we're just going to be talking about what marriage means and what love me love means to us. As far as a moment of silence goes, we're both really not into it. We think it would take too much in the moment and it might take away with why we're there. My brother has decided that not only is he going to be one of my bridesmaids, my bride's bro, my bride's man. I'm not really sure what to call him yet but he's also going to walk me down the aisle since my dad can't. We also didn't want to take away the mother-son dance just because I think my future mother-in-law would really, really cherish that moment to have with him. So we decided instead of doing a father and daughter dance, we decided to do a, what our small family dance. So my brother, my stepmom, and my sister are going to get up and dance together. Then we're going to have my planner uh, bring up the rest of our family and friends to come dance with us and have us dancing all by the end of the song and we'll be celebrating as one family. I'm kind of excited about that idea. I think you would love that too. It's gonna fucking suck not having my mom and dad there, but I think with all my friends and family all in one place in our favorite part of the city, I really think that it's gonna be a really special day. I also wanna thank you for telling us to make it our day rather than making a cookie cutter wedding that is totally not for us and or our family. We're also ditching the father speeches and garter toss. Ew. By the way, I was just at a wedding where the groom was wasted and spent a very long time under her dress. The dad even came over to remove him and the bride was horrified. Okay, Erin's message so far, I was so good I didn't want to interrupt because I felt rude because she had so many great points, so many things that I'm nodding and doing little like, woo! 
could just do that on my own, sitting in my home, clapping your amazing bride chilliness. But I had to just stop and go, what, what, what is going on? Imagine the embarrassment. And also, just getting that smashed on your wedding day is not cool. But then going up, oh my God, oh, please, just, I'm going to just silently vomit over here. The same groom also did their sparkler send-off in a banana costume. Okay, well, that sort of explains a lot. Let's just move on. Sorry for the really, really long message, but I think it's like leaving a voicemail for your best friend, which living across the country from her always makes very, very long voicemails for us. So thank you again, and I can't wait to listen. Happy days. And happy days to you too, Erin. Please never apologize for leaving me a long voice message. You are all my faraway friends, and I really love seeing a new voicemail pop up in my email, especially when I'm at work and I sneakily put my headphones on and I listen and I smile and I go, ha ha, they're my people. That sounded evil. It wasn't meant to be an evil laugh. It's like a little secret society we're all a part of and none of my workmates really know or give a shit. So I will just put my headphones on and just smile smugly and then try and think of answers to your wonderful conundrums and questions. Erin, I think you have got your shit so sorted out. You don't need any of my advice or you've already had my advice and you've taken it. So thank you. But I'm delighted that you have the support of your family in that way and your beautiful brother. Oh my gosh. Anyone who didn't listen with a big smile when you're going through all the names of the various uh, roles your brother is playing, well, you've got your cold hard bitch if you didn't smile. Uh, listening to that but I am just so happy that you've come up with a um, I don't even want to say compromise it's the wrong word you've come up with a plan to have the family dance that's so delightful and such a great stealable idea I'm sure there are bride chillers and groom chillers listening that perhaps don't want to do the father-daughter dance or mother-son dance or as you are in the same situation that your mum and dad can't be there to be able to include your family who are clearly very important to you in a dance. How fun. Love it. Very, very impressed. And thank you for sharing that with me and all of us because my virtual bridesmaid skills uh, mean that I can share this with everyone. My virtual bridesmaid skills podcasting is what this is. There is more of the Friday Quickie after this very short but very significant and meaningful message. Hello, Alicia. My name is Hannah. I am calling from California and we're getting married in August of this year. Um, So three months away and we're really excited. I found your podcast months ago, um, I believe on iTunes, as I was researching wedding planning podcasts and um, listened to one of your episodes and was hooked um, your ethos and your um, sense of humor and this attitude that I wanted to have um, during my wedding, um, but was such practical um, advice and um, topics that I felt were really relevant and helpful to me. So I just wanted to say thank you for all the time and effort and heart that you put into um, this podcast. It makes the world a difference. Um, to me and I'm sure to many others. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about your episode with Dr. Lindsay Bira, 160, about stress, mindfulness, and communication, and um, share um, what that did for me. So I felt like I 
was having a lot of things come up with my mom during the wedding planning process and mostly that she was not very interested and seemed to change the topic a lot when we would talk about it or express a lot of her own anxiety about how she was going to get there and it was two hours away and um, she didn't want to come wedding dress shopping for me because it felt like a hassle and I was I had just been feeling really um, disappointed um, that that she was being this way during this time and I was beginning to feel like it was that's just how it was going to be. Um, but after listening to your episode, I just felt really inspired to kind of look at the big picture and realize that this was something worth talking about, even though I would love to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say thank you. I use the I notice, I worry, I wonder with her. And I think it allowed allowed me to reflect something to her that she kind of may have felt like was going unnoticed. but. Yeah, I felt like that allowed for the conversation to be opened up and I was able to acknowledge to her that I sensed that it was regarding a an outside family issue and that she was feeling a lot of anxiety about seeing um, my sister who no longer talks to her and she hasn't seen her in around seven years. I was able to validate that I understood that and I don't expect her to not worry about that. Um, But I also want her to be supportive to me during that day. So I think being able to approach the conversation in that way really allowed her to feel validated, but also allowed me to assert what I need from her. So the conversation went really well. I was able to bring up specific things that we can plan around um, and just kind of you know, tell her, like, I know that those things are going to be a part of your day. And it would be silly and insensitive of me to know that that's not going to affect you. I don't mind us talking about it. But I also need you to know that I can't change anything. But I also did remind her that I can't carry that with her or for her the day of the wedding. So I made sure to be really clear about her um, seeking others for support if if things get hard during that time. I just wanted to say I felt like we left the conversation and she really heard what I needed from her and we planned specific things around it. And it was really clear that she heard it. And since then, she's called me and told me how excited she is. She can't wait to see me in my wedding dress and get married. Um, so it was a success. And I wanted to, t- to take the time to thank you guys for Um, everything that you shared. It was wonderful and so helpful. And I really appreciate you guys. Um, And that's all. So thank you again. Well, Hannah, thank you. And I know that I just sat there listening to your message, feeling so proud that you stepped up and you had that conversation. And I know that if Dr. Lindsay Biro was sitting right next to me, she would be applauding you too, because you have done exactly what um, Dr. Beer said with the idea that you gotta like exactly what I was saying at the top of the episode you gotta put put shit out there you've got to be able to voice your concerns in a way that is honest and open and clear 
and not antagonistic. And you did that and you explained that today so well. Oh my gosh, bloody hell. I mean, I was like really impressed and so happy that you have come to a resolve with your mum on a level that you both understand. And like you said, if her hesitation and qualms about your wedding and her participation in your wedding is because of your sister and their relationship. As you said, that's not something you can fix. That's between them. And what I was so impressed with is the fact that you prodded a little bit using Dr. Lindsay Beer's I notice, I worry, I wonder, which is a really good way to introduce a topic that may be a little bit uncomfortable without being, as I said, antagonistic or starting a fight. It's a good way to put your thoughts and feelings out there without baiting someone or making them feel uncomfortable. And it's wonderful to see, Hannah, that by using that sort of technique that your mum opened up and said, yeah, I'm a bit freaked out because of this situation that's not really to do with you, but it is, and I don't know how to deal with it. And by being calm and uh, resourceful with the way that you communicated, you have come to a resolve that's better for you. And at least now you're not feeling uncomfortable and worried that she's not participating And I think that's a wonderful result and also must have removed a bit of that worry and, you know, those feelings that you are always waiting for the next weird thing to happen. I have said before, my dad was really weird during our wedding planning. I still don't really know why. And I would like to ask more questions about that. I feel like it had something to do with my stepmother and uh, my mother's, you know, not here anymore. I feel like there's a lot of weird family stuff that he carries that's got nothing to do with me. But I wished I had those sort of resources to say to him around the same time to go, what is your problem? But not say that because that's not how Dr. Lindsay Burrow would advise. But just to say, I don't know why you are acting this way. Why are you being weird? We should be enjoying this again wouldn't use those terms because that wouldn't get me far. But it's so great and it's so wonderful that you implemented this and then shared it with us because now I hope that there are bride chillers and groom chillers listening now and it doesn't even have to be wedding related. There might be someone in your life that you've gone, I've got to get this off my chest, motherfucker. Let's get this going. And you might feel motivated to step outside the comfort zone and have that conversation And then realize that the other person might not be acting a certain way because of you. It could be because of a certain situation that you're attached to or that they've attached certain feelings to a situation surrounding you, but it has nothing to do with you. I'm one of these people that feels very, um, how do I put this? Emotionally, I think I'm a very emotionally aware person, but sometimes too emotionally aware where I become worried that if someone's acting a certain way, or if they are being grumpy, that it has something to do with me. Now, that would be paranoid in a lot of cases. But this comes from the fact that my mother was a very aggravated personality who would wasn't that stable and happy. And I think as a child, I would really pick up on her tone and attitude. It wasn't abusive. I don't want anyone to think it was terrible. She just was a very moody I would say now, probably, if she would be diagnosed, if she was still alive as someone with anxiety and mental illness issues. 
And I think as an adult now, I have sort of taken those feelings that I don't think a child should necessarily have felt, but I've taken those feelings and I've sort of become hyper aware, which is sometimes annoying because a lot of the time people aren't grumpy or funny because of me. I'm usually quite a nice, optimistic person to be around. But I do think that having that awareness can sometimes work for me and against me. And sometimes you really want to say, what is going on? Why, what is, what's, why are you acting this way? What's happening? And using the Dr. Lindsay Beer technique, it really helps to be able to say something, get it out in the open, grow some big emotional kahunas and discuss something because often it's got nothing to do with you. And if it does, if you have this sort of technique to be able to draw it out, you can have a nice conversation, get it sorted without there being some sort of issues or dramas, as they would say in bad accents. I've just gone from like LA to some sort of like Brooklyn. Stop it. I think you've probably had enough of me today. And if you haven't, go back and listen to the other 188 episodes. They're all there. The back catalog is 100% free, ready to download. If you are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, I'd love to hear if you are listening to me on Google Play. I've only just entered that domain because it's new. It's new technology. Good on you, Google. If you're a Google Play listener, get in touch. Tweet me. Send me a little Instagram thing. I don't know what that's... A message. Don't just send me a heart because that would make no sense. Well, do send me hearts, but communicate with words. I'd love to hear how you listen to the show. It's my 200th episode in a couple of weeks. We're going to celebrate with lots of prizes, big giveaways, lots of hugs and loves. Until Monday's episode of the show, you are all amazing. I love you. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me, with us, the community. Until Monday's episode of the show. Happy days.